Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. Today we feature Veer Das. He's a comedian, actor, musician. He does lots of things. Check him out online. He's got some amazing stand-up online, but also you can see him in real life. He's at Edinburgh uh, for all of August, and then he's also doing a tour across the UK. So uh, there's loads of opportunities to check him out. I don't know what to say, really. I think we'll just get on and listen to the episode, shall we? Yeah, here we go. It's Desert Island Dicks with Veer Das. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share the Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian, actor and musician Veer Das. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Um, so you're up in Edinburgh at the minute? I am up in... I just got in. So I'm, I'm in Edinburgh, but on Mumbai time. Okay. Is what's going on, basically. So it's, it's dinner time at, okay. at uh, 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. or whatever this is. Yeah. Okay. So that's not too bad. A few hours difference. You can yeah. hopefully struggle through. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So, I mean... When you're when you've been traveling, you're in a new place, and it, sometimes it can be a bit disruptive to your thought patterns. Do you find it easy to be a sort of to rant about things you don't like, or are you feeling fairly calm today? I feel pretty calm. Uh, you know, I, I'm settling into the knowledge that I, I don't normally get to be in the same place for a month without like sort of active touring, and so Edinburgh is kind of this. Hey, I get to go to the gym a little bit, and I get to uh, you know. Uh, find out who my wife is and what she likes <laughs> to find out who I am. Uh, we get to spend like an active month with each other, which is kind of nice. Okay, cool. So you're in quite a serene uh, sort of state of mind. Let's hope that talking about all the people and things you hate for, for a while isn't going to disrupt that. It'll be fine. Okay, good. All right. Well, we'll crack on. If you need a little break to calm down, then just let us know. But uh, right, right cool. you're on the desert island. Your plane has crashed. Who's going to be the first person joining you? Hitler. Hitler. Okay. Um, Normally, I sort of say, "Why have you picked this person?" It's for, I've, I've got an idea why you might have picked Hitler, but um, just because I'm not really good with structure and say what you will about Hitler, uh, <laughs> at least he was good at infrastructure and planning. You know what I'm saying? So uh, 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 he was a terrible human being and, and crimes against humanity and all of that. But if we're stuck on a desert island, it's literally just me and Hitler, right? <laughs> so technically, Hitler is not playing to his greatest strength. He can't really do any human damage because it's just the two of us. But you know that guy would build like a son of a bitch on that island, right? <laughs> so you you know that there would be, uh, like, give me and Hitler five years on an island. It's possible that I'm working for him. 
and or his lover but uh there there will be museums and statues and he'll just get the island together on the off chance that we don't make it off the island mm. so i'd go hitler yeah i mean there's no way you're going to get the upper hand it's going to be difficult isn't it like you're going to think right me and hitler i've got to go in there straight away be the alpha male try and you know suppress him but he's i mean it's just everything in his being is like i'm a dictator i have to do this yeah but but i mean i i think it depends on on which version of hitler you you catch right so if you if you catch hitler at like the peak of his powers and then put him into a desert island then he knows what he was uh and now he's just got one subject who's following him which is me so he's really you 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 really just have a broken man <laughs> uh <laughs> you know who's lost it all mm. uh so you're looking at cancelled by life hitler yeah Yeah. Cuz I imagine I mean before I mean I guess you could get the young Hitler, you know, is into painting and maybe hadn't got so disillusioned with the world and Jews and you know, <laughs> I think you can't just turn overnight into Hitler. I mean, I imagine even the sort of let's say like early Hitler was still mm-hmm. probably a bit of a crazy psychopath cuz I I don't think you can change that much, you know, over a course of a few years. I want that peak between um you know there was that phase between early hitler and then violent hitler which is just the rise up as a politician where he was just building shit that's the hitler that i want okay um and i i mean i would pl- plot a murder i would take him out i do all of that so but i'd let him build some stuff first that's the point and if if the one pers- person that hitler hates the most is not on the island uh i think that's the safest version of hitler that you could get right yeah yeah i mean clearly you know you're not jewish yes you're also not you know you're quite far from being aryan so <laughs> <laughs> really because that's what i wake up and tell myself in the morning no uh yeah no yeah. Uh, maybe her early hitler then he could paint and and prophesize yeah no 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 I, i'd go like build or hitler busy building infrastructure hitler yeah, yeah. I, i can imagine sort of at times just when it's getting too much like hey um adolf i've put some like driftwood over there and some a fashion i've made some inks out of like natural materials um do you want to used to used to love a bit of painting no oh okay okay that like, calm down you know just be in vain he finds it? one dog on the island the dog becomes his best friend that's where he exercises his demons and stuff like that cuz hitler was uh, was a dog lover by all accounts yeah Yeah, definitely. Okay, well we've got a strong start then with Hitler. Um who's yeah. going to be joining the two of you? I would say Joe Rogan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just just for nutrition, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this one guy who would like hunt and you just know we're eating well every night, you know what I mean? Cuz yeah. uh, cuz he's just like, yeah, the venison and uh, and you know every other animal under the sun barbecued would be great. I mean, you'd have to listen to him talk about vaccines and all of that stuff and all that is fine. But yeah. uh still, uh Joe Rogan, I think he teaches us how to hunt, he teaches us archery. Um and if shit went really badly, we could eat him and you know that would be good meat as well. You know Joe Rogan is like healthy meat. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I guess it depends what sort of mad fad diet he's on at the time. If he'd been like, you know, like when he last did serious psychoactive substances or something. I think he would be good at teaching you the sort of physical man stuff about hunting, but he'd yeah. also be quite boring about like he's such a mansplainer, isn't he? The way he was sort of like, "No, yeah. no, no, you've got it all wrong, bro." I mean, like, don't eat like the nice meat of the animal. Like, you got to get like the liver, the eyeballs. Listen, I I wrote a whole blog about it and you're like, "Oh, Joe, like, please just I'm just going to eat bits of this animal like shut up now but wouldn't it be good to put him on the island with hitler and just see who 
who takes on who like that would be great because yeah. at some point you know when hitler was getting out of control and trying to oppress the island there would be like a, a jiu jitsu choke hold <laughs> and then that evening hitler's take you know what i mean the, i think that's uh yeah and, and plus you know he knows science uh and then you know at least five other alpha males would come looking for joe rogan because <laughs> of the influence that he wields in the world and at least three of those alpha males own like rockets and shit so you know they would find him like you know elon musk could be like i have to find my friend uh so if there was a serious shot of getting out of the island it would be joe rogan I yeah think. i think i can imagine him sort of suddenly running out of space on the rocket though when it came to like like oh wait we're all free and it's like ah uh, sorry guys uh, just me just just joe here i'm afraid but yeah he's he's such a weird man isn't he cuz he's sort of one part jock and then yeah. the other half he's sometimes talking about like just got to get into like psychedelic and smoking dope and stuff like that and it's like yeah right. he's kind of like a and hippie then, with muscles isn't he yeah yeah and then you can see how the two things converge and he gets into sort of conspiracy theorist and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean he'd be great to talk to mm-hmm. i think i don't i'm not worried about being booted off a rocket i don't think anybody's ever booted an indian off a rocket <laughs> we usually design that stuff uh and, and make sure that it works properly yeah. and then i think with him you know i get to do stand up <laughs> with an appreciative audience because you know i can run jokes but it's not like i'm running jokes by hitler at any point like that's that's never going to happen like hey hitler what is up with <laughs> no i don't i don't think that format is working at all i can run jokes yeah i love the idea of you trying to do stand up to hitler like <laughs> <laughs> I would be the only person to stand up to Hitler really locally. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Apart from the allies, you know. Yeah. The newest person to stand up to Hitler like, <laughs> on a beach. Joe Rogan's just such a, a strange person. I think you just never know quite which way he'd go. I, th- I think he could get on quite well with Hitler just because he'd sort of like, I think he'd appreciate the power of him. You know, I think he's like, yeah, like people don't like guns. I'm like, hey, what, you're not attracted to power? Of course you love power. I'm not saying like he's racist or wants to systematically end the Jewish race. But, yeah, you know, I think there's like, there's just that part of Joe Rogan that doesn't quite make sense. You're like, who are you? Like, I don't understand what you are. We'd find out with Joe Rogan on the island but i'm pretty sure hitler's created podcasting if you think about it like i think <laughs> you know there's there's a hitler experience podcast that that would be you know slight level of volume control required maybe some dynamics and some sound engineering but yeah it's going to uh, say he's he's only got like yeah. one full four setting one like. yeah he, he's always at 10 Yeah, uh, you might have to bring him down to a five so we have somewhere to go. Like on his podcast really shouting like please like and subscribe give us a rating. <laughs> Just it on a podcast like tonight's episode is brought to you by <laughs> just like doing sponsor links. Yeah, it's pronounced Squarespace. Hitler Squarespace. Um yeah, okay. Well, you've got two big alpha males there. Um so who's yeah. who's going to be the third person? I I'm interested to see how we mix this up. Uh I'm going to go Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Just for all time. Yeah, they okay. all time say. Okay. Just because uh I think I have a shot <laughs> you know, on that island and she's fit and she's like super intelligent and you know like in case these two guys kill each other uh, I get fed uh, and just like a childhood crush um, and yeah I think you know Halle Berry that'd be nice okay. on an island yeah I think I could I could wear her down just like <laughs> I could wear her emotional standards down we're like we'd both be 60 by the time she hooks up with me but it'd be okay <laughs> I think um 
Well, obviously, you would want female companionship on the island. I think it would add would to you? the yeah. tension of the thing. Like, you so. versus Joe Rogan. Like, I think it would really, he would really <laughs> resort to sort of a playground stereotype of just being like, hey, Hallie, right. look how many sit-ups I can do. And, you know, you're like, well, okay, I maybe can't match him for that. Maybe you try and go some more cerebral. I don't know. I think there'd be a lot of competition with you and Joe. Hitler, you're probably not competing with because, you know, she's not white. No. So that's like, she's off the table. Also, I don't think he's into women, but uh, <laughs> that's just another thing of her. Mm. Uh, but I also think like, yeah, Joe Rogan would be doing sit-ups, and, but then Halle Berry could do more sit-ups than Joe Rogan, mm. if you actually think about it. So I think we've got fitness covered. And then I get to be like the sensitive guy, like Harry, Halle, I wrote a haiku, you know, and then she's like, oh. Uh, you know, I didn't have any haikus written for me in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, and then that's that, you know, love at, at first wreck. Yeah. I wonder if um, Hitler, despite not being physically attracted to her, would still be really angry that she wasn't attracted to him as, you know, the architect of the master race. <laughs> you know, it's like, sure, everyone should bow down to him. I wonder if that would really piss him off. I think we'd have to, like, just create, like, like like Germany was divided after the war, just create, like, Hitler's end of the island, hmm. and then, like, our end of the island. And ours is, like, Love Island, and Hitler's is just, like, I love myself. I yeah. And then we can, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can imagine him just sort of going off for a bit, and then you for, almost forget about him, and it's like, who's, fuck, Hitler's coming again. He's still on the west side of the island. <laughs> like I said, I don't need anything from you guys, but... uh yeah, I'm going to take some of your coconuts. So you can't just take all our coconuts. Just yeah. turning up and being a dick now and again. And then Hitler promises us he'd never annex the north side of the island. And like Joe Rogan believes him and signs a deal. And Hallie and I are like, Joe, you're being gullible right now. <laughs> just because you're both alpha males doesn't mean you can trust each other. And Hitler and Joe sign a pact. And then the next day, Hitler annexes the north side of the island. <laughs> and then like Hallie has to declare war on Hitler. But I don't really want to get into the war. But then, you know, eventually I get into the war and I win the war against it. Yeah. For Hadley. Fair enough. I think it's a, it's a good game plan. Okay. Right. Well, the best of luck with that. Okay. Now, Thank you. mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's mm -hmm. your least favorite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? It is uh, protein shakes, mm. which I know is the best thing to have on an island, but I just can't do it. Mm. It just... It, it tastes like diluted elf gum. Like that's what uh, what protein shakes taste like to me. Like I think it's Smurfs jacked off into a glass and added way too much water into it. That's the average protein shake. So mm. I just don't like protein shakes. That's one. And then does that qualify as drink or food? That's drink, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess technically you could say it's food, but I will go for drink. All right. And then food-wise, I do, you know... Not a huge fan of uh, of sweet potato. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, like I don't do the sweet potato fries. I don't do the the yam stuff. So just like, yeah, mm. I, I don't need my potatoes to be sweet. Yeah. I yeah. will go a regular potato any day of the week. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll unpack these then. So a protein shake, yeah, they're not that nice. I mean, so I've I've been going to the gym. I've been trying to put on weight. So I've been having these protein shakes. And I put so much nice stuff in them to try and make them taste good. And it's still always a shock every day that they still turn out sort of, sort of grainy and dusty. And I think mine are worse because yeah. I'm not a vegan, but I've got vegan protein shakes. You know, I'm putting blueberries in there, banana, some honey. All these things should make anything taste pretty good. And I drink it. I'm just like, this is less bad than it could have been, but it's still pretty shit, you know. 
I mean, if you're adding stuff to your protein shake, like you might as well just not have the protein shake. Yeah. It's my point, right? If, if you're like, I'm going to add fat and sugar and chocolate and all the things <laughs> I'm not supposed to have to this shake. Like, what's the fucking point of the shake at some point? I know. I just you think, know. why don't I eat something that has this much protein in and is pleasant, like, you know, some tuna or yeah. like whatever, you know, just, but yeah. um, I suppose it's just sort of lazy, lazy modern culture. It's like, give me everything in one go. Also, do they really work? Like, isn't that the biggest conspiracy? We're all like, oh, the COVID vaccine doesn't work. I think it works. But isn't protein shake? Like, how many people do you know who are having protein shakes who are actually seeing results? It's literally Joe Rogan, Halle Berry, <laughs> and then you. Like, there's the three of you. Maybe they've got some tips. Oh, they've probably got people making them good protein shakes, and I'm just on the, the shit cheap stuff that, that the normal people get or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, I hate like, talking about protein shakes is just a depressing thing. Oh, you've never been on a film set before, have you? Just with actors talking about intermittent fasting and protein shakes for like three months through a movie. <laughs> Oh, that's a joy, always. <laughs> I bet, yeah, I can imagine. There's one thing that's like, have you seen that stuff called, is it called Huel? And it's like, it's like a complete meal in a drink. So it's like one notch above protein shake. So the idea is like, hey, you're a busy modern guy. You're on the go. You ain't got time to eat food like some fucking dick from the past. Drink this. And it's got apparently everything your body needs. And that's, you can just replace food with it. And I'm like... That's such a depressing idea, you know, like... Of course it is. Maybe yeah. now and again if you're really in a hurry and it's an emergency, but like... And isn't that what the food's becoming in my stomach anyway? Yeah. So it, you know, so it just feels like this slush that is in my stomach, you took out of my stomach and are refeeding to me. Yeah. Which feels like, you know, haggis at some level. Like, that's, that's what that is. It's just <laughs> haggis. Philosophical ha haggis. <laughs> um, on an island, a hot desert island, just... Just gulping down a thick protein shake and like... Yeah. Yeah. And having Joe Rogan telling you you're doing it wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, you got to have more blueberries, man. You're not <laughs> doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, sweet potatoes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, quite a healthy thing to be stuck with. You know, it's like yeah. a good source of, of, of carbs, but, in, you know, not too unhealthy way. But anytime you get a sweet potato replacing a normal potato, the normal version is usually more interesting, isn't it? Like normal chips yeah. better than sweet potato chips, you know. It's, For sure. Yeah. 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 But like I resent the the guys who have a full burger with sweet, sweet potato fries. Like I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's the Diet Coke on the side of a supersized yeah. meal, isn't it, really? Yeah. 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 Like for chips or fries, like they're never, they're not fried. I mean, they're just floppy. You know, they're sort of like floppy sticks. Of, yeah floppy mash sticks you know and then they like they always season them with something obnoxious like especially at like good places you know where the sweet potato fries come out in like some sort of a vertical container mm. with like some sort of paprika and shit on top of it and just like i didn't ask for paprika you assumed that i wanted it because you're charging me two pounds extra for these things <laughs> so i don't know i just i just resent the Maybe it's not that I don't like sweet potatoes. I just don't like people who like sweet potatoes. I think that's my my essential problem here. It's not a thing that you want to live on forever. I mean, Hitler will probably like them because he's a vegetarian. No, I don't think Hitler was having a lot of sweet potatoes. I think there was a lot of strudel and steroids for Hitler. Yeah. Um, not that different for, for for the rest of the people on the island. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have protein shakes, strudel and steroids, and sweet potatoes. What yeah. a 
what an ensemble we have at this island. That's the other thing. Thinking of like Hitler on withdrawal symptoms from all the speed and shit that he used to take is going to be. Yeah. I mean, that guy yeah. already had a temper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, now, Veer, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Least favourite film of all time would be... (sighs) I want to say this is kind of a... Well, I, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Okay. Um, just as a, as a serious Harry Potter fan, I was gigantically disappointed with everything that they did on that. And then my least favorite song would be anything by Bob Dylan that has more than one instrument. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's deal with the film first. So you said you're, yeah. you're a massive Harry Potter fan. Yeah. And where where have they gone wrong with the Fantastic Beast one? Do you think they're just uh, it's just cashing in and just trying to milk it as much as possible? They're just cashing in, and then they were supposed to have they were supposed to like have us invest emotionally in the beasts, but then if if you're just gonna have like ninety five cast members uh, in a three hour movie, I don't care about the beast so much. Um, and then I think the lead actor, Eddie Romaine, is that his name? Eddie Romaine? Uh, Redmayne, yeah. Redmayne is, is kind of the same guy in every movie, uh, which is, you know, I'm, I'm not such a fan of. And, and maybe, a, like, isn't it set in America? I don't think Americans can do magic. Like, I think <laughs> maybe that's my, like, I don't think there are American wizards. I think that's like an, an exclusively British, Eastern European thing. Yeah. It's the wizard. Or at least maybe a country that's very old, so you think there might have been sort of like a long, long tradition of magic or something. Like, I can imagine an Indian wizard, you know, like an African wizard, you know, like, I can't just, it's like, you know, a Native American wizard, but like, (laughs) not like a modern. Yeah, but I I can't imagine like an American, expel the Amos. Like, I I can't imagine that, you know, just. You tried magic (laughs) and you got David Copperfield and David Blaine, you know. And then those two guys who got eaten by a tiger yeah. uh, in Las Vegas. Like, that's your magic. Yeah, yeah. We know your kind of stuff. You haven't got old cobbled streets. You don't get to have wizards. I think American magic is just like, look, I have health insurance. I can afford it. That's magic. You know, like, that's that's American magic. Yeah. The police helped me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a person of color and they didn't assault me. Mm. I must be a wizard. This is my thing. 
I mean, in America, that's a pretty good superpower. I mean, it's probably going to help you day to day more than just like invisibility or flight, I think. But um, yeah, it's sort of naive of me to say. But, you know, sometimes I think with things like huge franchises or brands, it's like, I guess the point you're like, haven't you had enough? You know, and there will be fans out there who will never have enough. And it's like yeah. everything you'll just consume and consume. But, you know, there's that Harry Potter play in London. And it's really expensive, and it's two really long parts. And I just think, if you're going to keep milking this thing, at least make it, like, manageable chunks for people, because it's not fair to, like, put everyone through that and make all the money. I just think, like, make it easy. Like, you've you've got your side of the deal. Just calm it down a bit. Stop going so far with everything. Or, like, bring Rad- Daniel Radcliffe out on stage every performance. At least give them that. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not saying naked Daniel Radcliffe, just Daniel Radcliffe. You know? <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Just contractually obliged forever, just looking yeah. tired. Every more time more tired. that place performed anywhere, Daniel Radcliffe has to show up because he sold his soul when he was six. Yeah. <laughs> just now comes just... out smoking, drunk. He's like, yeah. what's my line? Fuck it, don't care. Yeah. Shut up. Have you had enough yet? Fuck you, you fucking geeks. You took my childhood. You took my happiness. My wife hates me. I'm Harry Potter. Fuck you. Good night. Like, I I would pay so much money to see that. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even a fan of the franchise, and I'd pay to go and see that, I think. Yeah. There you go, J.K. Rowling. There's your next hit. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Okay, and song-wise? Anything with with Bob Dylan and instruments. Of course, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bob Dylan is one of those people I've never really been able to get on board with as much as I feel I should be. You know, it's like you hear the name before you've even heard his music. You've heard of Bob Dylan. You know, he's like yeah. just one of those iconic names. And then I remember like hearing him. I was like, oh, right. It's, oh, yeah. I don't think it's for me. You know, and it's really like I really want to. But I think if you take him out of that 60s scenario, I think he's one of those guys where I mean, he can write. You know, he can write. But the older he got... He just discovered that he couldn't sing, you know what I mean? Because the voice just got raspier and like more out of tune and deeper and it didn't have beautiful, subtle guitar sort of backing it up. The minute you put him in front of a big band, ironically, instead of hiding him, they exposed him as a vocalist, mm. I think. I don't think there's ever been a vocalist, a singer, who whose voice has gone through that much of a change over their right? life. You know, it's like you hear great Motown singers, you know, and then nowadays you're like, okay, they don't have the power anymore, but it's all right, they're 70, like, fair enough. But him, it's like, you've gone for sort of like, now it's just like, I've heard recordings and I thought someone was just, is this a joke? And it's like, no, it's really Bob Dylan. Like, sounds like he sort of lives in a cave or something. It's it's, it's like if Ed Sheeran aged into Macy Gray. Like, that's the <laughs> you know, that's the artistic journey that Bob Lillum has been on. Yeah. Any artist that you love, only having access to the music of theirs that you hate is really... Like, I'm a big David Bowie fan, but I'm the yeah. first to admit, you know, there's some challenging work in there that, you know, that I'm not that happy with. And if I only got the stuff of his I hated, I mean, it'd just be so miserable, like, trying to pick out the good bits, but, you know, it's the laughing gnome, and there's nothing to like about that, really. And and it's also the artist at the peak of their production powers and at the bottom, like, without any struggle whatsoever. And that's always a shitty album. You know what I mean? Yeah. The minute they're like, let's add a ukulele and and five Australian didgeridoos to this one track that is about me walking to the fridge. Uh, (laughs) No. 
Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine um, once said, musicians out of a contract where you get 10 years or five albums. Like, that's it. But you can't yeah. just... You ha- and after that, you have to stop. And I admit there are flaws with this plan. <laughs> but sometimes you just kind of think, yeah, you could have just stopped and it would be all right, you know. But Yeah. Um, or, or you continue to play that 10-year catalog forever. Like, you just do what the Rolling Stones do and, and then just kind of go and be like, no, yeah. we just made three hours of music and we're going to pretend like the rest of it doesn't exist and then just go yeah although i mean with bob dylan he can play his most famous early hits these days and people don't realize sometimes you know i had a friend went to see him and he was like afterwards he's like oh fuck that was that song like i didn't realize till like halfway through that's what you were doing it's so different and i mean it must get really boring playing the same stuff over and over again but uh, at the same time talking about a war that doesn't exist anymore you know what I mean? Like the answer was blowing in the wind, then blew in the wind. Now there's no wind. Uh, you know, there's no war. It's just all done. So what? Do you, like, how many roads? We know how many roads. Like, it's just you know, there's no mystery anymore to the song. Yeah, fair play, fair enough. Okay, now finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it, and why? I would say a, you know. A seagull. Mm. Seagulls are assholes. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest about this. Pretentious assholes. Yeah, they really are. A too big for a bird. B no business eating that much human cuisine. C always obstructing the view of something that is trying to go on Instagram or just into <laughs> human memory. And B inedible. Nobody eats yeah. a seagull. So really, what purpose do you serve apart from? transporting the crab to the little mermaid when she was in crisis that that's the only real or, or like helping nemo's dad out uh those are the only two things a seagull has ever done useless bird yeah yeah i used to live in brighton on the south coast and it's like full of seagulls and when you first get off the train you're like oh that's so nice and by the seaside and then like minutes later they steal all your food and like attack your children and you just think you're a complete bastard i mean they they have got sort of Vicious to the point where it's like, I mean, I think they're our most aggressive animal in this country. Which I mean, to be able to say that, it's quite say good. a lot I mean, about Britain. To be honest with you guys, yeah, like if, yeah. I mean, we're quite lucky. The top of your mountain, like you guys need to to level up the the animals in this country a little bit. I'm just saying, like you know, in know. India we have tigers and lions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like how are you guys? You're like, oh fuck, seagulls. I gotta run. I know. But that's, that's the thing. I mean, like, obviously, you trump us for, like, good animals. But, I mean, like, it's depressing that, that is, uh, that's what ours is. And it's like, like they've, they've kind of gone, they've skewed the food, food chain so much, you know. It's yeah. like, you're attacking us for food now. Like, this is so wrong. It's like, yeah, also, they're that, not I, nice creatures. I saw a seagull eating a falafel the other day, you know, in Edinburgh. Just, I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Like, it was on the floor outside a chip shop. A seagull eating a falafel, and I'm like, this makes no sense at all. Yeah, they're getting an sort of intelligence now, and they're like, I think I'll have the healthy option today. <laughs> right. you know? That's, I mean, this is their next step of evolution. They're becoming more dangerous, I think. So uh, just like yeah. lactose-free seagulls, they're like, I'm gonna skip the tahini sauce. I'm just gonna do just strict falafels, yeah. baked only. Yeah, when you see them doing pilates, it's really time to start grouping together <laughs> and getting heading to the bunker. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, an island of seagull. I mean, it sort of fr- sounds picturesque in a way, but knowing what they're actually like, it's going to be pretty hard work. And yeah. um, 
And also, I mean, like, the ones in Brighton, they don't even sleep at night anymore. Like, they're just always up all the time. It's like someone's given them speed. It's like they never, ever switch off. So you hear them in the daytime, in the nighttime. They're like, they're just this weird breed. I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if one day you found out they were all just robots or something. It'd be weird if they were like the alien device that was planted like a thousand years ago saying, one day when we come back, seagulls are going to be the device that, that kind of helps the aliens take over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, just after we're all gone, it's like, you know, we've had the dinosaurs, we had the little bit where humans are in charge, and yeah. then it's just fucking seagulls for the next few million years. <laughs> Aliens no one for five coming. minutes, they're like, no. Uh, yeah. This is yeah. Like, These humans are really rude. Yeah. It's like, it's like us visiting Glasgow. We're just like, this was fun. It's been five minutes. Now let's go. <laughs> Okay, Via, I think you've done a great job today you, of uh, compiling a, a, a list of people and things that would drive you totally mad. And um, I think the interplay between the characters on your island is superb. So it's definitely going to drive you mad. So well done. And, um, Thank you, man. You know, I hope I hope you'll survive there. But for now, you're you're in Edinburgh. You've got. I'm in Edinburgh. I've, I've got 25 shows at the Pleasance Beneath. Uh, I'm on at 5:25 every night, and the show is called Wanted. Um, and yeah. Please come see cool. me. And we can check out more of your stuff on Twitter and online, of course. Yes, uh, I'm the Veerdas on Twitter, not because I'm arrogant, it's because Veerdas was taken. Uh, Veerdas on Instagram and then Veerdas.in is my website for tickets because uh, I'm also touring the UK between the 1st of September and the 13th of September. So we're doing about eight cities. Brilliant. Nice one. Well, we'll all try and catch your work as you go around. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Desert Island Dicks. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, man. Cheers. Take care. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did recording it. And um, yeah, more to come. So watch this space or rather listen to it as it is an audio medium. Um, It would be lovely if you could subscribe to this podcast or give us a rating and a review, especially that would be wonderful. If you're one of those people who are like, listen, mate, I'm just fucking listening to this on my commute. I don't need you telling me to go and press a button and leave me a rating and review. And there are people like that. And you have told us that's all right. But maybe mention to your friends. I listened to this on my way into work and it made me smile. So maybe you will like it too. You know, the word of mouth thing is is uh, underrated, I think. So uh, let's, let's do a bit of that sort of marketing, shall we? I think that's it. So I just want to point out that Desert Island Dicks is a sync clap production. What that means is it was created by James Deacon. He came up with the idea. He used to host it. Then he let me host it and I produce it as well. I'm Dan, by the way. And then we get all the audio and we give it to a man called Chris Attaway and he edits it beautifully. So thanks for that, Chris. If you need someone to edit your podcast let us know because chris is very good um also john deacon thanks for all your support john it's a big help and we appreciate it and we hope you're well uh i think that's about it um yeah that is it thanks for listening bye